Good morning. Welcome to the Light of the World broadcast, a ministry of the Holly Grove Baptist Church in Bearden, Arkansas. We, we pray that you are encouraged by the Word of God. God loves you, and so do I. We look forward to seeing you soon. Good morning. Today's scripture will come from Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for allowing us to gather together as a church family to glorify your name. During this pandemic, we pray for healing, peace, and understanding. We ask that you bless everyone in a special way. Thank you for being so, so good to us. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Here are today's announcements. Bible study will be Wednesday via conference call at 6 p.m. Pastor Mayweather will send a text with the information. If you would like to be included on our text list, please send a message to 870-807-1556. You may mail in your tithes and offerings to P.O. Box 247, Beard, Arkansas, 71720. You may also contact a deacon or a member of the finance team to pick up your offering. Let us remember one another in prayer. We ask special prayer for Sister Nadine Sutton, Sister Hazel Sherman, Brother W.C. Mitchell, Brother Sherrod Dunn, and Sister Sheila Parham. Thank you. If you would, grab your Bible and look with me today in the 46th number of the psalm in its entirety. Reading from the King James rendering of the Holy Scripture, there you shall find these words recorded. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. The heathen rage, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he had made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. This is the word of God. The title of our message today is keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your focus on the Lord. Beloved for over 25 years, I've worn glasses. 
Their purpose is to help me take that which is a blur and bring some clarity or focus. Without it, I cannot drive a car. Without it, I would misread a traffic signal. Without it, I would misread a bottle of medicine. Without it, I would not be able to recognize danger when it is nearby. In other words, I need focus just to survive each and every day. Without focus, I would hand out a $20 bill instead of a dollar bill. Without focus, I would add salt instead of sugar in a recipe. Without focus, I would give the dog cat food and the cat dog food. Without focus, I would take two blood pressure pills instead of one. Yes, it's a terrible thing to not have the ability to focus, to see things, to focalize, to concentrate, and to see things with clarity. However, if it's terrible to have this condition in the natural, it's also terrible to suffer from this condition in the spiritual. Spiritual impairment is what many believers suffer from today. When presented with situations in life, they cannot focus. When presented with trouble in their life, they cannot focus. When circumstances look bad, they can't focus. When trials on every hand, they can't focus. And because they can't focus, they become a victim of Satan and his devices. Somebody here knows what I'm talking about. You, you know the Lord, but your bills are in your face and you don't know which way to turn. You love God, but every night you seek companionship either by ownership or by one night rental. You praise God, but you heard the doctor say that your tests have come back and your results are looking pretty grim. But if we are going to live a committed Christian life spiritually, we need a sharp, crystal clear, crisp and a clean focus. In other words, I've got to keep my eyes spiritually open and ready to discern what God would have me to see. In our text, the psalmist David introduces us to a song that is actually part one of a three-part song. Psalm 46, 47, and 48 are conjoined triplets at the hip. However, this psalm is dramatically different from 47 and 48 for two reasons. Number one, it is an Alamont psalm, and number two, it is a psalm dedicated to the director of music of the sons of Korah. The Alamoth is a psalm that cannot be sung by everybody. So when an Alamoth was written, it was composed to be sung by soprano voices, which suggests that there are some things that everybody doesn't have the range to sing about. Some people can't sing it like you can. I still have joy after all the things I've been through. Some people can't sing it like you can. The Lord will make a way somehow. Some people can't sing it like you can, that God has smiled on me. Some people can't sing it like you can. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. Some people can't sing it like you can. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Secondly, this psalm was dedicated to the sons of Korah, who were descended from Korah. That They were an important branch of singers, and 12 of the psalms were dedicated to them. They were singers of praise, and yet David feels it necessary to 
send a life-changing message inside of a song. I don't mean any harm, but if you're going to sing a song, it ought to make sense. This Psalms open up by saying that God is. I really could stop this message right there. Y'all do know that God just is whatever you need him to be, whatever he wants to be. He just is. The psalmist says that God is our refuge and strength. He says that God is a very present help, a right now help, an available help in time of trouble. But look at this psalm. At the same time in this psalm, there's trouble in the land. Look what he says. He says, what if the earth changes? What if the mountains are shaken by earthquakes and they tumble into the sea? My focus needs to be correct. On one hand, he's God all by himself. But on the other hand, there's trouble in the land. We have this pandemic with COVID-19, the coronavirus. On, on one hand, he's bred in a starving land. But on the other hand, somebody slept on the street last night. On one hand, he's a way maker. But on the other hand, I still have bills that are due and enemies on every hand. We we shout in shoes that we haven't paid for yet. We we live in a house that hasn't been paid for yet. Listen, you can be holy, holy, holy and still be going through hell, hell, hell. Isn't that a strange dichotomy? On one hand, I'm blessed. But on the other hand, I'm struggling. On one hand, I'm highly favored. But on the other hand, I'm on medication. On one hand, I'm a prayer warrior. But on the other hand, I have my own problems. On one hand, I've never been stronger spiritually. But on the other hand, I've never been this weak physically. As a believer, there is a duality of my existence. Just as Jesus, our Christ, was totally man and totally godly, we can be captivated by an experience that is totally godly and totally carnal at the same time. Now, this may fly in the face of some of the holier-than-thou people, but I have discovered that you can be godly and under satanic attack at the same time. You can be praising God with hurting feet. You can lift up holy arthritic hands. You can run and leap and praise God on bunions and cones. But then we've got to have a deep connection. The psalmist says that even though I'm simultaneously going through some godly experiences and some ungodly experiences, there is a river. That was a great opportunity for you to shout in your house. And this river suggests that there is peace. Let's rerun this tape. I've got troubles around me. There are problems which for me feel like personal earthquakes, personal mountains leveled and dumped into the sea. The, the personal waters roar because of their fiery foam has formed. The mountains that are remaining are on shaky ground and they are volcanic. But the summit says there is a river. Now, my vision is not clear at this point, and if you're not careful, you'll experience spiritual whiplash. One minute, you'll dwell on your trouble. Next, you're thinking about the bad. One minute, you think about running away, then you start thinking about ending it all. But God says in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all of the turmoil, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of family problems, in the midst of medical issues, financial issues, politics and layoffs and pain and suffering and situations that are out of your control, there is a river. 
Now, this was written originally to encourage the Jews in Jerusalem. They were surrounded by the enemies. They had gates to the city. They had armies, but they weren't as great as other armies. They didn't have the sophistication or the intelligence capabilities of some armies. They didn't have the advantages of other nations, no high lookout towers, no reinforced cities. They didn't have the skills of other armies. All they had to rely upon was God. Somebody today, you don't have the bank accounts that other people have. You don't drive the cars that other folks drive. Matter of fact, you may have dropped out of high school, dropped out of college. You're, you're not a member of Omega Sci-Fi, Kappa Alpha Psi, or a Delta, or AKA. You're just a member of a child of God, and you don't have a, a freezer full of food, barely making it from paycheck to paycheck, dealing with disease in your body, but all you have to rely upon is God. There is a river. Now, this psalmist says that not only is there a river, but it makes glad the city of God. Here's what helps my vision to clear up. Notice it says God is in the midst of that city and it won't be shaken by circumstances. Note that the text says that God will help the city when the morning dawns. Have you ever seen people who are going through life's circumstances and tragedies, but yet they're not shaken? They've had breast cancer, AIDS, high blood pressure, strokes, criminal records, battled drug addictions, Lost more jobs than some of us have teeth, lost loved ones, didn't finish high school, gone through divorces, and yet they still walk around with peace and smiling, happy and talkative. That's not to say they didn't have rough nights or troubled moments, but when you know that God is with you, it changes your vocabulary and your outlook. You ever seen folks who are not shaking is because they understand that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. They realize that he may not come when you want him to, but he's always on time and your limp becomes a strut. Your pain becomes your testimony. Your problems become your witness. You may be down right now, but you're not going to give that devil that much credit because you're not shaking. You are stable. Isn't it good to be stable? Isn't it good to know that God is on your side? Isn't it good to know that what you're going through right now, if it had happened to somebody else, they would be weeping and crying and thinking about suicide. But you have some stuff on the inside of you that they don't have. You have power within you that they don't possess. You have that river that brings peace that flows inside of you. Why don't you shout amen in your home? But when you've got a deep connection with God, not this Sunday go to meeting religion, but a deep relationship with God, it transcends your circumstances. The old songwriter said, keep your eyes upon Jesus. Keep your eyes upon him. And the things of this life will grow strangely dim when you keep your eyes Upon him. There's something to be said about this deep connection. There's a place way down deep in the deepest corridor of your soul. That place that the devil would love to occupy. 
but it belongs to nobody but Jesus. Then lastly, we are secure in the realm of divine composure. Again, this psalm was originally penned to encourage Jerusalem. The shift of this song goes from focus and vision. In verse eight, he says, come, behold, come look, come check this out. Come see, come focus your eyes on this. See the works of the Lord. But when the psalmist invites you to look at the works of the Lord, he doesn't deal with the mountains or the seas or the floods or fires mentioned in the first verses of this song. Those are circumstances that come against you through acts of nature that are not man controlled. But instead, he says, I want I don't want you to focus on those things that are terrible and horrible, but focus on the things that did not consume you. He says, if you focus on the works of the Lord, you realize that he's done some things on your behalf. That even when you weren't aware of it, he was doing things for you. He has stopped wars on your behalf. He has broken arrows that were designed for you and by your enemies. He has burned up shields with fire. In other words, your shield would have caught on fire because of the fiery darts of the wicked. But he reversed the outcome. Has God ever stepped into your circumstances? Has God ever changed your bad children? Has God ever reversed your doctor's diagnosis? Has God ever changed your x-ray? Has God ever reversed a curse in your life? Has God ever given you a second opinion? Has God ever took your test and turned it into a testimony? Has God ever stopped your eviction? Has God ever canceled your surgery? Has God ever wiped your slate clean? Has God ever moved Satan out of your way? Has God ever protected you when you were weak? Has God ever comforted you when you were lonely? Notice that God not, not only knows you will have circumstances, but he has a word for you while you're going through. He says, be still and know that I am God. In Hebrew, it means to refrain, to relax, to let go, to, to be quiet, to perceive and to see. So when we put it all together, God is saying, I need to relax and let some things go and see and take note that he is God. And because of this, I must exalt him. I wish I had somebody in the home today that can exalt him and put him in his proper place. For all that he's done for you in your life, he's worthy of exaltation. He's worthy of seeing him in his rightful place. Isaiah said, when I went to the temple, I saw him high and lifted up. I want to exalt him for all that he's done in my life. I see things differently now. I don't have to worry. I don't have to lose sleep at night. But I'm going to be still and hold my peace. Take things one day at a time. Be still and pray for your enemies. Be still and love your life. Be still and thank God for all that he's done. Be still and turn off the television. Get off social media. Stop all this ripping and running and stop trying to take credit for stuff you didn't do. Stop all of this pity party and be still. As I close, this psalm is separated three times by the same word. And that word is Salah. When you read the Bible publicly, 
You're not supposed to read that word, but rather you're supposed to stop and consider what you just read because it's a pregnant pause. It's a time to reflect. Is there anybody here who has some time to reflect? As you're sitting in the comfort of your home, do you realize you could have been dead? You could have been outdoors. You, you could have lost your life. Your children could have been killed in a drive-by. Your house could have caught on fire. Your money could have been stolen. Your car could have been carjacked. You could have died from that heart attack. You've been in places you shouldn't have been. You've drank some things you shouldn't have. You said some things you shouldn't have. You've thought some thoughts you shouldn't have. But just reflect and see that God has been good. He's taken care of you when you couldn't do it for yourself. He's been a good God. He's watched over you when you were all alone. He's been a real good God. Reflect and be still and know that he is God. Open your eyes and then testify. Exalt his name. Your testimony ought to be when I look back over my life and I think things over. I can truly say that I am blessed because I have a testimony. My greatest testimony is that I have a relationship with Jesus. He died because he loved me. He was hung on a cross because he loved me. He was pierced in the side because he loved me. He was buried in a borrowed tomb because he loved me. But he rose up from the dead early Sunday morning because he loves me. During this time, it is important that we keep our focus on the Lord. Keep our eyes on the one who has been keeping us throughout all time. At this time, if you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, I would like to extend to you the invitation to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The scripture says that if we would just believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that, that the Lord raised Jesus from the dead, we will be saved. If you would like to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, Please join me in this prayer. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I repent of my sins. I believe that you raised your son Jesus from the dead. Come into my life and make me brand new. I want to live for you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. If you took this opportunity to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, I would love to hear from you. Send me a text or give me a call at 870-807-1556. We would love for you to get connected to a wonderful church home where you can grow in the word of God and grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. This concludes our service. Now we will have our benediction. Now to him who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy. To the wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And we all said, Amen. God bless you. You have been listening to the Light of the World broadcast, a ministry of the Holy Grove Baptist Church in Bridgeton, Arkansas. We hope you will join us next week.